This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Daily News Brief for Friday, April 2nd, 2010. Um, just got a few news updates today. We've got some uh, ratings news and some uh, early looks at the UFC 111 buy rate, um, as well as some uh, new columns from our uh, columnists and contributors up on the site today. But uh, we'll start with the ratings news for Wednesday night's uh, two events for the UFC. Uh, the, the Fight Night 21 event um, took place before the Ultimate Fighter 11 premiere. Um, the Fight Night 21 event peaked with 2 million viewers for the Kenny Florian vs. Takanori Gomin main event. Uh, overall, uh, it averaged 1.6 million viewers throughout the event. Um, it was the number one rated program in its time slot in the, the two most coveted demographics, the men 18 to 34 and men 18 to 49. Um, and uh, it led in very well to the Ultimate Fighter. Um, the uh, debut episode of uh, the 11th season was, was down dramatically from last season's premiere episode, but this, this season does not benefit from having Kimbo Slice along with the rivalry between Quentin Jackson and uh, Rashad Evans. So um, it was down 58% from last year's debut, but it was up 9% from the Season 9 debut of the Ultimate Fighter, um, brought in 1.9 million viewers overall. It's a 2.1 in the men 18 to 34, and a 1.8 in the men 18 to 49. Um, the first episode was just really, really entertaining. I talked about this yesterday on the update, but um, with how good that episode was, if, if they're able to um, show off some more of the personalities of some of these fighters and, and do a good job with uh, hyping some of the fights and matchups down the line, um, this season should do pretty well. I mean. Uh, just from a fight standpoint, uh, I think we're going to have some of our best fights uh, in, in a long time on the Ultimate Fighter uh, from, from the guys that are still alive here in this tournament. So um, a good good night for the UFC, the, the fight night ratings. Uh, it, it peaked with the same amount of viewers as January's fight night 20, but at the same time that event averaged an extra 100,000 viewers throughout the night. Throughout the night and uh, uh, overall, um, both events were pretty even, but... Uh, considering it was coming off of UFC 111 and they had a final push with that, um, it's maybe a little bit disappointing for the UFC. For Spike, they're they're doing just fine because uh, all UFC programming is bringing in a ton of uh, viewers to their network, so um, they're doing fine on that front. Uh, we've got early estimates for the UFC 111 buy rate out of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, you can check it out by subscription only. Um, it's at WrestlingObserver.com, but yeah, you do need a subscription to see the whole thing. But uh, the early estimates for the event, the cable estimates that uh, uh, Dave Meltzer is citing in there, um, have the event at 850,000 buys, which is a massive number considering where uh, 109, uh, 108, 109, and 110 were at, um, which were all um, sitting right around or below 400,000 buys. Um, this is, of course, this was, of course, the first major event of the year for the UFC. 108 was ridiculously wrapped by injury and illness. 109 suffered from uh, some fights getting pulled and a, a really lackluster um, main event from a selling standpoint with Randy Couture and Mark Coleman. Coleman's just not a pay-per-view draw. And then 110, for whatever reason, even though it was live here in the U.S., um, because it was coming from Australia, for whatever reason, it, it did not do... Uh, a very good pay-per-view um, number, but 111 here with the the first two title fights of the year, 
St. Pierre, George St. Pierre taking on Danny for the welterweight title, and Frank Mir and Shane Carwin for the interim heavyweight championship. Having those two fights on here made this far and away the best pay-per-view of the year. Um, and, and it was a highly entertaining card. And George St. Pierre's just, I mean, he's nothing but a proven ratings draw, pay-per-view buying draw now. Um, his last three events, you just look at the numbers, uh, if this holds up, which, you know, it's still early, it'll probably be less than this, probably in the 750 range when all is said and done, if, if early estimates are this high. Or it could be way off, it could be lower, it could be higher, actually, as well. But um, still, you look at this 850 number, he did around 900,000 for the UFC 94 event with uh, BJ Penn, and of course, he was the co-headlining fight on the biggest MMA pay-per-view in history, uh, UFC 100, which brought in 1.6 million pay-per-view buys. So, George St. Pierre brings in the dollars for the UFC, plain and simple, and though there were people that were upset with his performance and the fact that he didn't finish Dan Hardy, um, he's going to be able to sell his next fight as, you know, he, he wasn't happy with himself and he's going out there to, to finish his fight the next time out, and uh, I don't think he's going to suffer too much residual damage from this uh uh, from his performance at UFC 111, but that's a massive, massive number for um, this card, and, and definitely far and away uh, the best card of the year. If, if the number were held up, it would put it at uh, as one of the top six pay-per-views in, the, in UFC history, which um, is quite impressive, and St. Pierre would have been involved with uh, um, at least three of those. So, um, very good for George St. Pierre, very good for the UFC, um, even though the, the preliminary card on Spike drew the lowest ratings um, of any of them, it didn't seem to affect people actually purchasing the pay-per-view and sitting down to watch the pay-per-view, so um, it, it was uh, definitely probably better than expected, um, but still, uh, it, this was expected to be the highest drawing card of the year to date, and it absolutely was. Uh, some quick Strikeforce news. We've got uh, a couple of additions to the Strikeforce Challengers 8 card that will be coming to uh, the Rose Garden in Portland, Oregon. The same site, UFC 102, was held last August. Um, don't have a date on this yet, but uh, this Challengers 8 card, according to Loretta Hunt at SureDog.com, will feature Teron Woodley and Kerry Vera who both fought at the Challengers 5 card last November. Both were victorious. Um, Woodley has fought on a number of the Challengers cards now and has uh, been more and more impressive each time out. Picked up a highly impressive uh, arm triangle submission um, over Rudy Bears in the first round. Kerry Vera uh, beat the crap out of uh, Kim Couture on that same card uh, and scored a first-round uh, TKO. Um, so both of these are good additions to the... Uh, to the event, but um, I can't help but be a little disappointed that, that Woodley is still being relegated to the Challengers card. I think he's one of their guys that's one of the most exciting guys under their banner that's an up-and-coming, uh, you know, homegrown star for Strike Force, and I think he's being squandered on these Challengers cards when he could be um, getting showcased as the opening bout or even one of the in-between bouts on one of the major cards on Showtime. Um, uh, to to just get a lot more exposure and have a lot more people see what he can do because he's a highly impressive fighter um, and a very entertaining fighter and uh, is is a guy that Strikeforce can really push to the moon right now because uh, I mean he he should be thrown in there with 
top top guys, but uh, he he should at least at a, um, a main uh, Showtime card because uh, right now it's just the challengers cards. They're not getting a whole lot of viewers, and um, for Woodley he deserves to to be getting seen by the most people possible because um, he, he's just getting squandered right now. I, I think by getting stuck on another challengers card, I, I think uh, he. I mean, he's only six fights in, so, I mean, it's a little premature to say he's getting squandered at the same time. Um, it's one of those things where they can't put him on too many more Challengers cards after this. They need to upgrade him to uh, the main Showtime cards because, uh, again, he deserves to be seen by those peop- by, by the viewers that will turn in for, tune in for those Showtime cards um, because he's a highly entertaining fighter and, and he deserves to, to, to get that exposure. Um, we had a couple of... Uh, um, Columns up from uh, our columnists and contributors today, as well as uh, another roundtable looking at what to do for coaches for future seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. Today we got uh, uh, Alvin Carter, uh, Steve Sutcliffe, uh, Sutcliffe, Tobin Shelby, Frank Hyden, and and, uh, Jason Amati chiming in with their thoughts on uh, our first question, and uh, also have a look at the other questions we'll be answering uh, in the coming week, week and a half. Um, we have a new, um, contributor to the site, a longtime reader, and, uh, decided he wanted to throw his hat in the ring to, to contribute to the site, Rich Hansen, also known as Bowles, also known as Argyle in the Torch Forum, um, has a, uh, a, a new column, uh, that he's dubbing the MMA Blowtorch, uh, his, his first article is up, and, um, well, the beginning premise may, uh, uh, have a lot of people turned off or um, not wanting to read all the way through. I urge to stick till the end because it's a highly entertaining read, um, quite comical and a good debut from uh, a new contributor. Um, Bjorn Hansen has uh, an article up um, about Junior Dos Santos and uh, the Versus event um, from a couple weeks ago. Um, and Jason Amati has another article up as well today about Fedor Emelianenko's relevance to the heavyweight division in after the events of February and March of 2010 in the UFC's heavyweight division. Um, again, it's one of those things. Read all the way through, comprehend what was said, um, because uh, it's some very good arguments made by Mr. Amati in that column. So, um, lots of stuff uh, to uh, take a look at today. Um, of course, more more and more updates, a couple other quotables with some uh, interviews that were around the mixed martial arts uh, community during the day today and yesterday. So um, take a look at all the stuff on the main site, and then be sure to check back on Sunday for our Sunday conversation on blogtalkradio.com from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, me and Matt Pelkey uh, will be um, taking your calls and uh, uh, talking about this first episode of The Ultimate Fighter, uh, the Fight Night 21 event, looking ahead at UFC 110 or 112 in Abu Dhabi next Saturday and more. So, um, once again, thanks for listening. This is Jamie Penick signing off.